0: Hello you lovely people, welcome to the latest episode of the DMT podcast. My name is Cameron Michalak-Keeble and I am your host and Student Success Advisor as normal and after weeks and weeks and weeks of not having any guests they've all turned up at once. Speaking of which, hello Luke, how are you? Hello, I'm good. Who are you? What do you do? Why Um, are you here?
1: Oh, that's a lot of questions. Um, I am the content assistant here at CB's marketing department so I make all of the video stuff that you might see knocking about on uh, Facebook, Instagram. And social media for CB's faculty.
0: And you're all, you're here on a placement. You're not just uh, yeah yeah. They're they, they they the street.
1: They don't want to <laughs> keep me here all the time. So just <laughs> no. for the year. Years enough, thanks. <laughs>
0: uh, will you introduce Rob oh, for me?
1: Yeah, let me just get oh, the, great, the notes. I wrote it down. I thought about it in the office, and I thought it was great. So he'd he- uh, I can't even get them out. His head's got a shine, but those shirts are a crime. It's Robert McClucker. Thank you very much indeed.
2: <laughs> they are. They haven't seen an nine for a long time. Thank you. Hello. How are you? <laughs> I'm good, thanks, mate. I'm okay. <laughs> good. Busy week? It's a very busy week, yeah. I'm in two places at once. I'm here and somewhere else at the same time.
0: You're doing an impressive
2: job of it. That's pretty really good. If i could myself. That'd be fantastic.
0: Uh, and slightly awkwardly sandwiched between you two is our guest of the week, James, returning uh, from Empire. Hello. I picked
2: this seat
3: untactically, and now I'm going to be... It's it's I'm okay. sandwiched in the middle It's a rookie podcast era, I should know him better It's <laughs> a rookie podcast generally, to be honest You're <laughs> well, shambles, thank <laughs> <funky>. you <laughs> How are you? Yes, I'm not too bad at all, thank you
0: It's been quite a while since the last time you were here Two we years, had, I think Two Yeah, years. we had a different president You've you've put your name on yeah. a Star Wars DVD since That's true,
3: I have Although, sadly, not in this country Did you just go into space oh, and really? yeah. write it on or something? No, this is, is genuinely true So, so it on the... US release of uh, Rogue One A Star Wars Story both the Blu-ray and the DVD there is only one quote on the box it just says on the front it says Rogue One A Star Wars Story and then the bottom which says Triumphant James Dyer Empire and that of course is Bas- I'm retired now. Yeah, it's that, was, <laughs> that was work uh, done. the capstone for my career, except it turns out that's only in America and you can't get them over here. Oh. And the one over here has no quotes on it at all. Oh. Why? Is I there a reason for that? Absolutely no clue. They ne- neither asked my permission nor alerted me to <laughs> it. Someone on the internet told me about it. I can only assume, and also hilariously, Empire's not even on f-ing sale in America. Well, I mean, <laughs> it is, but only in certain places. You know, it's not. you don't get it on the newsstand. It's normally like a month late. Um... I can only assume some wag thought, oh, look, he writes for Empire magazine. Therefore, that's inherently funny. He says the word triumphant a lot. Uh, yeah, that is true. A- <laughs> I got mocked relentlessly for that for a while. Um, yeah, no, that was fun. I was, I was pretty excited for that. I've had a few, a few boxes. Helen uh, O'Hara uh, from Our Parish is on the Infinity War. DVD oh, boxer. except except they introduced a typo into the quote from her review on the box which she was and she's a grammar Nazi without peer she hmm. was I mean I think she'd rather not been on the box at all than be on the box with the typo <laughs> so it's very much a, a a mixed blessing what was the typo uh, I, I can't remember, but it was something. It was it was like what, but with the A and the H transposed. Like it was a genuine, like someone who just mistyped, and it wasn't hers. They had introduced this error. This was not. This was not Helen. It would I've, never be Helen.
0: I've got to be honest. I've been really excited to invite you back on a podcast just so that I can use the pun "Empire Strikes Back" as the title. That's good, good. We can use like it. it. Yeah. Solid. Yeah. Yeah. About for two years. Solid that's, gag. That's <laughs> my retiring from the, the post. So. Uh, What is this show? How does it work? Well, I'm assuming there's a couple of you listening who are new. So hello. Thank you. Please join in and and listen to others. The way this show works is every week myself and Rob gather around this table. uh, And what we do is bring with us guests and topics. But you won't know who those guests are. It could be a fellow student. It could be a member of staff. Or as it is today, one of the biggest guests in the industry. You'll just have to sign up and get involved to find who it is that you'll be alongside. So the idea is that we all bring a topic, have a thing to talk about that's that's of interest and fun and all that jazz and it's a bit of a a sort of informal fun thing so we'll start with a topic on empire but a a slightly more informal one if you want the full grilling the full what is empire q and a rundown go and listen to the last podcast it's directly below this on the itunes feed we've got a whole empire special this week uh so yeah hello what's empire what do you do how does all that work I mean, who knows, really?
3: <laughs> I've often wondered this question. Uh, what do I do? I mean, I've been an Empire a very, very long time. Uh, in fact, I've been at Empire longer than many of your first years have been alive, uh, oh, that, which is oh. uniquely depressing. <laughs> uh- <clears throat> No, uh, Empire is of course the world's biggest and best movie magazine, Uh, and let's be honest, one of the last movie magazines. (laughs) Um, uh, So I am the digital editor-in-chief for Empire. I'm also the deputy editor of Pilot TV magazine, which we launched earlier this year, which is essentially uh, Empire for television shows, premium television shows. None of this, you know, Naked Truth or whatever it is where you look at people's unmentionables. Uh, It is specifically sort of cinematic television. Okay.
2: The good stuff. It would be great if you just did about pilots. TV shows do you know up. what? Do you know what? Hot
3: fact. The reason we're called Pilot TV magazine is because Pilot, which was our chosen title, was taken by a magazine about yet you guessed it Hi. pilots which isn't even available to the public because it's a trade magazine oh. but they still own the name yeah. so we couldn't have it so we have to say pilot tv which i must admit i didn't really get on with at first but i'm getting mm. used to it
2: that's good mm-hmm. i quite yeah. like it it's a nice thing
3: yeah so we got a pilot tv podcast as well which goes out every monday we have the empire podcast which goes out every friday and frankly if you don't subscribe to either of those i don't know why you're listening to me now <laughs> um, but uh, but yeah it's a lot of fun a lot of fun
0: how long have you how long have you been there
3: we don't talk about that.
0: Okay, <laughs> fair uh, enough.
3: Uh, 18 and a half years. Oh, I've wow, been an yeah, empire for is... 18 and a half
0: years. So, your career can legally drink? <laughs> <I> don't say. <laughs>
3: It's fair do you know it's funny? So I can actually chart the passage of my entire life by the release of movies. Uh-huh. So people say, how old were you? And I was like, well, Bridget Jones's diary was coming out. I don't know, I, you know, so that's Let's like, see. I do, I chart the passage of time by this film was released and oh, I did that press conference and oh, I interviewed that person for that. And that's how I kind of measure it, so, and it's weird. So I did a big interview with Kira Knightley uh, a couple of weeks ago. We had an hour and we sat down and we did a big career piece which will be in the next issue of the magazine, maybe the one after, not sure. Either way, it's great. And uh and what was funny is like I, I sat and I was talking to her, I was like, the most depressing thing about this interview I was saying to her is when I first interviewed you, <laughs> it was a week after your sixteenth birthday. <laughs> and I was just like, and it's just like and now she's a mother and she's in her thirties, and I'm like, I am very old. <laughs> very, very old. Literally it was the it was a Bridget Jones' diary premiere in London, and she turned up as a guest of uh, Thora Birch. Okay. who she was shooting The whole oh, with. Yeah, it was good a low-budget oh, horror film that great, very few people yeah. saw. Mm-hmm. Um, great, but yeah, so she turned, up, she turned up the premiere there and I interviewed her on the red carpet, uh, having no idea who she was, because well, no one knew who she was. Because no. the only thing she'd really been in of note was The Phantom Menace in a role that was kind of uncredited. Because yeah. she was uh, Natalie Portman's kind of bodyguard, uh, body double. Um, and w- what was interesting about that night was not so much that she met me, which of course... Made a lasting impression. But the fact that she met the producer, Andy Harris, of Dot Shivago, which was oh. the ITV adaptation oh. of that, and she met him at the after party, which led to her getting the lead in that. And that role was what convinced her to quit her A levels and take up acting full time. Wow. So it was quite a pivotal wow. night for her. And I was there, so there.
0: So have you have you been there for moments in people? Like, have you been yeah. the kind of? It's a lot like Interview with the
3: Vampire. Like, you know, <laughs> if you go back over the centuries, if you look at old photographs, I'm there. At all <laughs> of these, You know, Gettysburg Address. You know, Nuremberg. If you look in the background, I'm. There's just like this white bald man standing Something
0: there, kind of like the Slender Man of the yeah, <laughs> on his phone, looking
3: a bit bored, probably being sarcastic, and that's that's me. So that's nice.
0: Has there been any kind of major? major things you've you've done that you can speak of since the last couple of years you've been here
3: oh Christ um what have I done since I last saw you I've done many many I've seen things Cam you people I... wouldn't believe um no, what have I done? Uh, fun things. I Well, I went out to Lightstorm and spent a day with James Cameron, which I enjoyed very much since he is my single favourite filmmaker. That's cool. Um, and I interviewed him. I did a big career piece with him. And we got to go to... He's, he was shooting... Well, he's been shooting Avatar sequels for, let's be honest, most of his life. But he's, um, <laughs> he's doing four of them now. And uh, he was shooting that, but he came across and he has a museum space at Lightstorm where he keeps a lot of his props from his films. So on this museum space, he had the... Uh, sort of miniature and I say miniature because it's about what 30 feet long it's not small the miniature Titanic which was <laughs> in there and then the miniature sunk Titanic you know oh, the wow. one from the bottom is there as well the car that uh, um that Jack and Rose end up <coughs> having sex in uh, is there inexplicably in the middle it's of the steamed room steamed window on one yeah, I didn't <laughs> literally an that answer. I didn't ask what he uses it for I didn't want to know uh, there's for painting French well <laughs> exactly paint me like one of your French guards Jim uh, yeah he, uh, he's he got like Na'vi bows Na'vi weapons the Terminator the T-800 is there ah. his own T-800 but more exciting for me than any of that and there's a, there's some other Avatar, Avatar stuff one of the big uh, power suits is there but more exciting than any of that for me because Aliens is my all time favorite film, the alien queen and the power loader are both nice in this space. We shot lines. him, oh, yeah, yeah, I mean, L- they no, they the they literal they ones, the like you ones. know, <clears throat> as in the power loader has all the hydraulics to cut off, but from where it was operated by a hydraulic well, behind yeah, it. Right. Uh, and the queen, obviously, is she's 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 she's, she's looking her age like yeah. she's not aged well <laughs> because the latex is starting <laughs> to decompose, <laughs> oh. so she's not looking great, but um. He was really, really amazing, and I, I got very excited about that. And we shot him in that space to be photo shoot, and then I did a big uh, career interview with him. So that's that's one of the best things I've done recently. I very much enjoyed that. Uh, other than that. Uh, Star Wars stuff. Obviously, I, mean, yeah. I write the I write Empire Star Wars coverage, so uh, I spent a lot of time with the cast there. I got to hang out with Luke Skywalker. That was very, very cool. It's pretty cool. I enjoyed that a great deal. The man is an anecdote machine. There's, there are a few things. <laughs> genuinely, there are a few greater pra- pleasures than than sitting with Mark Hamill and listening to him recount anecdotes from the set of the original Star no. Wars. like mm. Yeah, we were running down the Death Star, and didn't. I'm like, "Shut up! <laughs> Stop it!" Uh, yeah, that was that, that was pretty cool as well. So yeah, it's it's been fun. Um, I've seen Arnold Schwarzenegger since then, who I I've done a lot on in the past, uh, but I've uh, I've interviewed him since then. I always liked doing Arnold. Arnold was my my kind of idol when I was a kid, um, and I, one of my favourite gigs at Empire was a big career piece I did with him, where I spent a few days with him. And uh, so seeing him again is always a joy because kind of brings brings me back to that. It's but,
0: uh... yeah, I've been busy. It's one of our favourite moments of our little podcast of you telling the story of him giving you the box of DVDs mm. as a gift ah, and yes. a number of them were his own
3: Yeah <laughs> yeah. Twins in Terminator 2 Oh bless him That's He's right. not a humble man but he is uh, <laughs> <laughs> He is pretty awesome uh, But yeah I saw him uh, recently on the set of the new Terminator movie and uh, yes, he was uh, He came over with oh, James How are you? And I was like yeah, What is best I'm thing in, in life? Yes. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, Arnold To crush my enemies see them driven before. Me. No uh, That quote hasn't aged well uh, But <laughs> um hashtag me too, but it's uh you know it, it, he he yeah, he's a lot of fun, but uh, also you know Linda Hamilton's in that film it's amazing to to kind of see her and uh yeah, and beyond that, I cannot really speak of it uh of because course. I signed yes. about eight different imbark. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> uh but it was fun yeah
2: cool I um, the only question I'm going to ask is is it going to be better than the last one?
3: Mathematically, and um, I <laughs> believe Pythagoras would back me up on this. It literally couldn't be worse. No. So um, <laughs> I think you're
2: fine. Yes. Yes. Good. That's good. Yes. To know. That's good. I'm mm. like, So, I, Rob, have you brought a topic with you? Uh, no, I was going to let Luke do it. Oh, because, fair enough. Yeah, I, charming. I, it's all right. You jump in the podcast when we got guests <laughs> in. You're asking yeah, that week, is no. True. Um, no, I've got nothing to be honest. I frankly, I've got no idea. I've been uh, no, I've, no. Perfect case study
0: for your students, then. I've got nothing.
2: Frankly, that's what happens in most lectures. Occupy yourselves. (laughs) Here's some colouring. Enjoy. See you in an hour. Come back.
0: In that case, uh, Luke, me and you have topics to to go over. Do you want to start with yours? Yeah, of course.
2: Um, So,
1: I'm just kicking everything under the table first. That's not the topic. Um, (laughs) My topic is about subscription and streaming services. And I... This is going to make me sound very sad, but I like... (laughs) Uh, kind of look all right to calm down <laughs> I like looking at kind of like the distribution of media mm-hmm. and like the different ways that it happens and we were talking in the office um, today about how Disney is planning on its own subscription streaming service I've heard rumours I don't know what's true what's not mm. but what kind of views do people have on like paywalls in terms of own production companies owning their content for streaming and they have to pay a premium over stuff like Netflix or even like the whole Tidal thing with music yeah. and all that kind of stuff. So there you go, throwing that out there. I've got a question. How go old on. are you? I'm 21. <laughs> Why do you care since you get it all off BitTorrent anyway? I don't. I yes pay do. for my music. You're lying. I don't believe you. I know
3: for a fact all young people steal everything and you would download your trainers if only you could. <laughs>
1: Oh, my headphones are We'd falling. In. That,
3: <laughs> it's an interesting question, though. Like, the, the streaming service thing, it, it's becoming a little cumbersome. We've, mm. I think, escaped a lot of it in the UK because we already don't have to worry about things like Hulu and whatnot because, you know, Netflix tends to to gather things together and Amazon gathers things together. And really, you're looking at, you want to subscribe to Netflix, you want to subscribe possibly to Amazon Prime, depending on what you like, and you probably want either Sky or Now TV for your HBO stuff. Yeah. Uh, but realistically, if you've got... You know, Netflix and now TV, you've mostly got stuff covered. You're not mm. overly concerned. The problem with all of these streaming services popping up is it, it's going to get very prohibitive very quickly. Um, the Disney, I mean, Disney being very aggressive with theirs, they've announced a number of shows uh, that will leverage their Star Wars properties, they will leverage their Marvel properties. They're winding down their Marvel deal with Netflix. So, a lot of that, not that content, but a sort of a, a lot of the Marvel stuff that would have gone on there will now be going on their service. Yeah. Um, so, that is one that you know, people are going to end up having to subscribe to. And it will get to the point where you are going to have to make choices and it is becoming slightly more tribal because you can't have everything unless, as I know you do, you just go to f***ing BitTorrent and steal it. Piracy is, it, is a crime, people. I, I can do just not see Disney it.
2: going. You can keep Daredevil, so we don't want to keep it. Don't f***ing knock Daredevil. Season three was excellent. <laughs> it's 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 okay. Okay. <laughs> I still haven't watched yeah, it. Yeah, it's okay. But what about Iron Fist? Well, no, no one. Well, we Iron, Fist Iron Fist was cancelled, so yeah, let's yeah, not worry so, about do, it. Do we not? Do we not? You can have that. I don't, we don't want it. Yeah. So, mm. so but you can have but that, that one. But that's
3: an interesting one. So Iron Fist was cancelled. Luke Cage was cancelled, and it is unclear at this point whether those two are just now gone, or whether they will be reunited as a single show in Heroes for Hire, and they will return in that form. That said, I'm not sure if the contract with Marvel necessarily allows that. Mm. It may do, and they may own the rights of those characters to do with what they will, or it may be that actually bringing them together under a new kind of uh, umbrella would be... I mean, I have no idea because I don't work at Netflix and I'm not in their legal department, but (laughs) I'm interested to see what happens because at present, Daredevil is still active, Jessica Jones is getting a third season, Mm -hmm. uh, and The Punisher, I'm unsure of the state of that, but I think it's getting a second season. Uh, And The Defenders is obviously... Been shelved, yeah, uh, and they've lost Iron Fist, they've lost Luke Cage, so it has been it has been heavily dialled back.
0: It's kind of going back to the original kind of. MCU moments where it was unclear what characters would be where, who owned the IPs, and what was...
3: Yeah, but, I mean, Kevin Feige doesn't f*** about, and he has done extraordinary work to kind of bring those together. Oh, absolutely. Interestingly, and here's a hot fact for you, the reason why Mark Ruffalo hasn't had a standalone movie is because he cannot have a standalone movie. Due to rights with Universal? Because of rights with Universal, yes, that's right. So a Hulk movie, like, they can use Hulk as a character, but he can't have his own movie, Mm -hmm. uh, which is tricksy.
0: It's funny, because I remember when... I'm not going to say I remember when these services launched, but I remember when they were kind of becoming quite a a, a thing. They had that real momentum and people were lauding them as, oh, it's going to be a, a, a break from the norm, stepping away from regular TV, we'll pay for what we want. But now there's so many of them that it, it is becoming... Um, you're having to go a la carte for so many mm. different options. It's almost more cumbersome than it was before.
3: Yes. it's It's not good. And also, I mean... Ownership is a problem. I mean, ownership isn't the thing Mm. that you know young people do. But uh, (laughs) either steals or steals stuff. Yeah, yeah, you young people. Uh, (laughs) But no, but it's true. Like I am of a generation uh, who defined themselves by the things they owned. Mm. So uh, and the things they liked. Uh, which is quite a male thing generally, but I think very much of my generation, where you would have these sprawling vinyl collections or sprawling CD collections. I had an enormous VHS film collection, which of course I had to throw away. And then I had an enormous DVD collection, which of course I had to throw away. <laughs> then I had an enormous <laughs> Blu ray collection, which of course I've thrown away. So uh, I'm now, you know, largely digital, but I do like to download and get movies, mainly off iTunes because that's my chosen ecosystem. Mm. I'm a big Apple fan. Uh, but for a lot of people, that's tricky like what you do like ultraviolet which all the studios kind of except disney noticeably banded together as their chosen format was never well implemented it was Mm -hmm. never clear how you streamed it like having a lot of ultraviolet movies now doesn't really help you Mm. if you've invested a lot of money in them like what do you do with them um and that disney never signed up to it at the time i think was the death knell for it before it even started but digital has always felt like a you know like let's say you're an apple person but you really like the new pixel 3 think oh i might want to go android Mm -hmm. but if you, all of your media is then in the Apple ecosystem that's not going to help you very much Yeah. so you do get tied into things and it, it limits your choices and I do think that's problematic um, I'm not saying that's a good reason to go and steal stuff but I do understand <laughs> that it's very far from optimal oh, yeah. at the moment if you want to keep things and the fact that streaming services they, they have limited windows of rights to things so things will appear and disappear mm-hmm. with streaming services uh, and the fact that Apple for example has the right to remove things from sale as and when it wants to do mm-hmm. and then you can't download it again um you know for those of us who like to have things it's a little bit upsetting
0: well and also it's it's a problem of not knowing where you stand when you purchase a thing mm. you know do i own that movie is it well, mine no, is it you literally
3: it's... don't because when you buy a digital thing you do not own it you have purchased a license to, to watch use it. it yes so they have the right to take it back at any yeah. time uh, which is tricky
0: yeah I mean, it's, it's effectively devaluing the idea of purchasing a piece of entertainment, yes whilst valuing entertainment at what it's worth, which yes. is a really difficult thing to deal with
3: yeah it is but also you know you're in a difficult time now where there has never been more shit clamoring for your attention <laughs> I, mean, I mean people listen to this podcast frankly that's <laughs> no, seriously when i grew not up not this in, one obviously but you know, we sort of you know when i way. was a kid in in 1482 it was you know my 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 dominant memory was just of being bored off my tits yeah. like that's that that was the the milestone of my childhood whereas now there's no time to be bored like even netflix alone could keep me occupied 24 7 when you throw in every other streaming channel and all the shit that i have to review for pilot uh and then you throw in all of the films that come out Mm -hmm. and then there's all the original films now coming straight to streaming services so there's a film and i was literally about to say it and of course i can't because i'm actually embargoed so i can't review it but i saw an original netflix film (laughs) it was a big deal it has got good people in it uh, you can probably guess what it is. But uh, mm-hmm. anyway, it's out relatively soon. It was amazing. And I was just like, who has the time to watch all this stuff? And then, of course, add in the amount of books that are released nowadays. Mm-hmm. If you're into comics, there's tons of those. There's never been more video games. I mean, Red Dead Redemption sucked most of my life away the last couple of weeks. So, you know, it's amazing how anyone has the time to live.
0: Yeah, we were talking about this the other week, is that not only is it getting more, it's getting bigger. And like, better. Yeah, yeah, like Red yeah. Dead. Red Dead is... A big thing of it is like you will spend sixty hours just getting through the story. You'll be killed by is a a, horse a lot, right? You'll get <laughs> <hit> by,
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> which is great because it's a good story. It's a slow burn. It's what you want. But also, I've got to cook dinner yes. at some point and like
2: and eat and, uh, and sleep and yeah, and talk to other humans. Yeah, maybe possibly sometimes. Mm-hmm. Not so yeah, much.
0: it's not an easy time. Just yeah just keep
1: stealing things I've just been accused about four times that I'm a thief you've got one of those faces you wouldn't wouldn't steal a handbag (laughs) you just look a bit
3: shifty (laughs) Uh, to be fair all young people look the same to me I can't tell you apart I was going to say I'd put
0: that phone in your pocket before (laughs) 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 I've got my eye on you (laughs) All right, I'm going to put my topic down on the table last week we talked about biopics and musicians who we feel need biopics in the wake of bohemian rhapsody and we kind of did some fantasy casting where we think tilda swinton should be david bowie at some point in the future so i would like to put some ips down on the table and fantasy cast the next version of them who should play the people in these roles okay so i i've got a couple i've got a couple that i'll throw out to you i'm thinking maybe we we kind of know that daniel craig is coming back to it but it's still been a bit messy so maybe who could be the next set of james bonds
2: he's really doing this and being a, like grumpy about it <laughs> he's not going he's like oh, wow I'm James Bond this is the best thing ever he's going I'm playing bloody it's like, why are you James Bond stop being a grumpy old shit about it you're listening Daniel
0: <clears <clears Rob's got <throat> some strong words yeah I've got some it. issues with you Craig okay.
2: <laughs> <laughs> uh, why, why would you not want to be James Bond it's like, why would you not be Doctor Who why would you not want to be whoever and they moan why are you bloody moan? so like, through your career you'd go I want to be Luke Skywalker I want to be Doctor Who I want to be James Bond. Yeah, as an actor, I'd assume that's what you want to be. Probably want to be some, which is the third or the things that people don't really bother with anymore. Um, But realistically, (laughs) you go, that's the kind of thing, and they go, "Well, I don't want to do it." Well, why don't you want to do it? Because that's that's it. That's the pinnacle of geekdom. If I was, I'm not going to be James Bond. I need a forty-three year old slightly overweight, bald man to be James Bond. That's never going to happen. I could be Doctor Who, possibly. Yeah, but you do
0: anything for ten years, it becomes mundane, doesn't it? Yeah, but like even if even if to everyone else it's the best thing in the world, it's your daily life at the end of but the day. But
2: still, you're still James Bond, and not many people have been James Bond. <laughs> I mean, you're up there with George Lazenby, I mean, he did one James Bond, so you can go, well, I, oh, I beat it? him. He's better than Lazenby, give him some credit. Yeah, he is, but it's still James Bond. It's still like you go, well, oh, I'm going to be known forever more as James
3: Bond. I, that's not necessarily a good thing, I would argue. I think all of these roles come with kind of diamond handcuffs, where it? it's a lovely job, but it's massively restricting in the other choices you can have, it alters your public profile, mm. and sometimes can make it hard for you to get certain roles afterwards. Uh, and also, James Bond is a massive c- And <laughs> honestly, that's an issue. As Judy Dench said, he's a misogynistic dinosaur, a relic of the Cold War. And mm. certainly in this Even era, he's a very problematic character. Mm. Genuinely, he is wildly anti-feminist. <laughs> and I do not believe Bond as a character has aged at all well. And I think it's difficult to... You know modernize him mm. for 2018 without losing the essence of the character I kind of I understand that to a point but equally I don't think you can have bond as he was now no, you and even it. Daniel Craig's bond with the most modern bond is problematic oh, because yeah. the way we he look at gender and gender equality uh has changed an awful lot over the last five years and even more over the last 10 years mm. uh and yeah I I, I I find it quite problematic in fact we were talking about this in the office today about just the way we write. So we were looking back at some of the old features we've run in Empire, uh, and ten years ago, some of the language we used, we would absolutely never use today. Mm. And it wasn't deliberately offensive, but I and, and, and I put my hands up to this. In I reread my Avatar feature from two thousand and eight, and I referred to uh, um, Zoe Saldana's character as a blue-skinned sex pot, uh-huh. which is wildly objectifying and hugely sexist. And I was absolutely horrified. But at the time, it didn't cross my mind Mm. because we lived in a world where Loaded was still a thing, Zoo was still a thing, FHM was still a thing. And frankly, if it didn't have boobs on the spread, you felt, okay, this is not sexist. But I think those magazines are very thankfully behind us as a Mm -hmm. society. Mm -hmm. But we now need to look at, seriously how we phrase these things I think language matters I've gone wildly off topic but just bear with me. <laughs> <laughs> I think language matters and I think representation matters and people always say oh you can't say anything nowadays it's like well that just means you want to be an arsehole no, I would say think, just gotta think about it well no my thing, the whole thing is just don't be an arsehole yeah. if you're actively not being an arsehole you're probably fine but language matters and I think you know Orwell will tell you this is that language frames debate and language frames opinion and so using the right language does matter not calling people darling and not objectifying women does matter because nothing changes as society until you can frame that argument in the right way mm-hmm. do you know what i mean and i think bond is problematic for a oh, number yeah. of reasons yeah i don't believe for one second that they would try and put out an old school bond film as the next one because they're smarter than that yeah. and it isn't the right climate for it but i do think as an actor someone were to offer you bond you would think long and hard about whether you want to be associated with that character oh yeah and whether you want that to define your career from mm. then on, uh, Idris Elba will never be James Bond, and it's okay. nothing to do with the fact that he's black. It's because of two things: one, he is massive in every possible sense. He is a too huge. In terms of fame, he's far too famous to be Mm -hmm. Bond because he's already very well established. And second of all, he's like fucking six foot four. He is a mountain. (laughs) He is Heimdall. Do you know what I mean? He's more like Jack Reacher than James Bond. You Mm -hmm. can't, like, it's completely inappropriate. David O'Yellowo, however, is someone I could totally get behind for Bond. Yeah. And, you know, and also Rupert Friend is someone I like a lot and Mm -hmm. I can see him playing Bond. But you need someone, I mean, frankly, O'Yellowo is very well established as well, but you need someone who doesn't already have a templated public image in terms of big big budget films, big exposure films. David O'Yellow has done a lot of you know incredibly award worthy stuff. Yeah. I mean, he's an award winning actor. Um and Rupert Friend has, you know, done a few things that you'd see. You know, he was in the hitman film, we don't talk about that. But he's been very good at a number of <laughs> other things. Um it's all right. You know, and 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 I think I'd look at someone like that also, you know, frankly, they 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 need someone they can pay a sensible sum of money to. Yeah. Yes. Uh, you get someone too big, that's a lot of
2: money. Which is why I don't think Tom Hiddleston would do it. No, I mean, no. why is Loki playing James Bond again? things I think, too established. Yeah, I think you want
3: someone like when, when, and I remember where I was. I was in uh, Malta at the time, and I walked past a newsstand. I saw the paper when it said that uh, um, uh, Daniel Craig had been uh, announced for that, and I immediately thought, "Ha!" Huh, because I'd interviewed him relatively recently, and I had said, and he was in. Uh, you remember he was in Tomb Raider. Yes. And I said yeah. at the was, time
2: he was doing the the the. Parachute jump. Thing. Yeah. Well, the,
3: yeah, was- I, I said I'd said. Oh, so if Lara Croft is the millennial Bond, does that make you a millennial Bond girl? And he was very unamused by the question. <laughs> so, and then I thought, oh god, and now he's Bond. That's really awkward. <laughs> uh, but you know, it, you know, at the time, you know, people had seen him in Layer Cake. They kind of vaguely knew who he was. He was like a tiny
0: part in Tomb Raider. Well, not tiny part,
3: but he wasn't mm. the main. Uh, you know, it, you need someone like that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I've always thought that uh, Nicholas Holt but perhaps from a few years ago would make quite a good bond
3: maybe maybe but again
2: uh, I suppose he's not huge people do know him and he's been in some big budget stuff yeah um he's still about a boy even I see him in, in many many films Yes. and he's like you're a fantastic actor yeah. and I like you he's the same as Will Porter and you see these guys mm-hmm. they were like yeah. mid-twenties yeah. and, you think, and I remember it's, when it's, you you're like 12 child. still and it's a shame because yeah. I, I still see him as about a boy and he's Beast in X-Men he's always going to be some beast. Yeah. I like, still see you as this little hat-wearing kid it's so like, oh, it's I
3: met the Harry Potter kids when they were all 10 <laughs> <laughs> I mean that's <laughs> just wrong
2: <laughs> it's not right <laughs> how old were you Luke when they came out what was that Harry Potter um, God I have no idea What year, th- what year did, what year did th- they come out? Philosopher's
0: Stone was 1999 Wasn't it? Um, no I was two uh, <laughs> Philosopher's <laughs> Stone
3: <laughs> was I want to say it Was either 2000 or 2001 Philosopher's Stone I can't remember so which Between three and four Three and four uh, I think it was yeah. 2000 yeah. actually God. I think it would have been Christmas 2000
1: But I didn't like grow up On that kind of stuff As a kid what did you grow up? On? Oh, you don't even want to know. I don't know. That, it was stuff you? like Miss Congeniality 2 and <laughs> <laughs> like wrong with *Death that. Becomes Her* and fo- like films like Death that. Becomes is a good one. Well, *Death Becomes Her* is my favourite film. I of saw all that time. on
3: my birthday. It's a great in film in the cinema. I don't remember which birthday, and frankly, I'm not going to tell
2: you. even <laughs> <a bit of> <laughs> <laughs>
0: Okay, so Bond.
2: But Bond's a tricky one. Yeah, Bond yeah. is a tricky one. Yes.
0: Right on the other end of the scale, Scooby Doo.
2: <laughs> who cares
3: It's going to be A computer generated dog Why do you care <laughs> Yeah but who Mark. did the voice I would
2: get Mark to do it <laughs> Yeah <laughs> Might be a bit Yeah He could do it Matthew Lillard Was quite a good shaggy Yeah um, going Was back, he though Well I but think it's he It's not was. difficult is it? Yeah. really To be a good shaggy
3: I, the f- that I, I must admit The premiere for that film Was the first time I ever met Buffy So actually yeah. <laughs> I have quite fond memories Of that film <laughs> uh, I wouldn't want to
2: shake a hand Because you go I know what I've done With that hand I'm, it's sorry <laughs> wow this podcast is like, and Chris Hewitt wow. isn't even here and it's no. gone in that direction but, that's but she, yeah, she, she's lovely and she's been lovely forever and I've loved Michelle Geller a bit too much that's the <laughs> wrong thing to say <laughs> your tone
0: has suddenly changed as if you're making up for something oh, no, <laughs> I'm just
2: saying that you know, I can't go within a certain amount of space between me yeah, and her there's, the restraining there's order there's is, issues. is quite <laughs> <interesting>. yeah, <laughs> yeah. it's quite kind of restrictive
0: there's been rumours for a long, long while of uh, Uncharted, the game's becoming a, a film. Nathan Fillion, Nathan, Nathan Fillion, Fillion has
3: Nathan been a yeah. and you've presumably you've seen the. It's not the a fan, fan film. film, is it? It's not. I wouldn't call it a fan film. I guess it is because it's got so many good people in it. I don't think you can. Call it. It's got Stephen Lang in it, uh, but he's extraordinary in that. But Nathan, what's good? I mean, Nathan Drake was clearly. Inspired in part by Nathan Fillion, yeah. so it's all gone full circle. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and he is in many ways maybe
2: a touch oldfart, but nobody mm. cares because no, Nathan because it, it's, it's amazing. Well, you could all, and you could always Captain do Hammer. an Uncharted movie <laughs> later on.
3: Yes, no, absolutely. Hey, you know what? I'm completely sold on it. I'm 100 percent down with Fillion really doing anything.
2: Yeah, have you seen him. the rookie yet? Have I seen the rookie yet? Yes, I it's haven't. His, his new show. Um, I might have found it on the internet. So I'm things. See, you've got no excuse. <laughs> <laughs> Are you 21? torrenting? <laughs> what like, no. is going on here? Uh, no. well, yes. I've got the studio on speed dial. I'm okay. calling. <laughs> but it's very good. I was only watching it to see how good it was. It was very mm. good. Oh, so, yeah, 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 I'm just, sure that'll be fine. Just Your doing it, testing it. it's okay. But yeah, he's very good because yeah, <laughs> I, I'm doing it anyway because I cancelled Firefly, so it's my revenge slightly.
3: You know, I, when they did uh, <laughs> my first ever set visit for Empire was Serenity. Oh, uh, wow. I flew wow. out and did that, and I was very, very excited. It was the most exciting time for me because it's the first time I'd ever been on a film set uh, outside the UK, uh, and uh, they flew me. Uh, upper class Wow. and I was sitting next to Patrick Stewart <laughs> I kid you not like and I was probably thinking, like I was in upper class and I was like oh my god this is amazing and I was sitting there and someone bumped me and I sort of turst and looked up and it was Captain
2: Picard <laughs> and I was like this is amazing and then I got to go on the set of Serenity. so actually, it was... How do you sit with seven hours and go, I, I I want to talk to you, but I shouldn't be, but I'm going to have to talk to you about Star Trek and that well, r- stuff, and... It was, uh, yeah, yeah, it was, it was well, I mean, I
3: say next to you. we had adjacent pods. Okay. We weren't actively <laughs> touching or anything, okay. oh. but... Uh, but you have touched
2: Patrick Stewart, then? I have, well, I've interviewed him a few yeah, times, yeah. that's fantastic, well, yeah. oh, that's yeah. good to know. It's because, yeah, but it's, it, you just go, sorry, can I just ask you, I've got seven hours to fill and it'd be like closing it off and just Well when they
3: did Star Trek Nemesis, they all came in for Star Trek Nemesis and in Hyde Park was a big Star Trek exhibition and they had recreations of the various sets and I interviewed uh Patrick Stewart on the bridge of the Enterprise D <laughs> while he was <laughs> sitting in the captain's chair and I was sitting confusingly in uh in Councillor Troy's chair. Um, uh but then I interviewed uh Brent Spiner Data in engineering. <laughs> it was all very I mean it was I mean it was I was absolutely freaking out <laughs> I was in geek heaven it was extraordinary we talked about lithium crystals I mean main deflectors warp core breaches spatial anomalies it was just oh it's geek porn it
0: really is yeah. so Scooby Doo's a no then uh, well fuck Scooby Doo it's uh, yeah. a shame I
2: don't know Nobody. strong words for Scooby Doo, <laughs> uh, no no is it is there a place for Scooby Doo movies? Again yeah, there? I think no. so. No. no, there isn't. Is there... Make it stop. Yeah. Why? Do new things because I think endlessly
3: rebooting old IPs is just tedious. But Scooby Doo still... Two was good. The live movie was <laughs> really Monsters good. Unleashed. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, no, no. New no things, more. new ideas, new IPs. Let's have some. Let's have some good stuff. James Cameron's very interesting about this because he talks about you know how getting a new IP to do well is very very difficult. Mm-hmm. And Avatar was according to Fox, doomed to fail. They'd written it off before it was released, and it is, by a considerable margin, the most successful film of all time. And I don't mean, and I mean still even now, like Titanic, so here's first and second, so Avatar, then Titanic, but Avatar is a long way Mm -hmm. ahead of Titanic. Uh, And nothing else has come close. I think it's Avatar, Titanic, Force Awakens, Infinity War, and I want to say Jurassic World, didn't an yeah, Really. Anyway. Table. Uh, well, I mean, <laughs> it's no, no good accounting for taste. I mean, one of the Fast and Furious is after that. So oh, uh, yeah, it's, it's bad very quickly. Yeah, so. but it's but you know it's but that was an original IP, and to do something like that with an original IP is quite an extraordinary achievement because people and studios, you know, movies cost a lot of money, yeah, and people want to bet on horses they know will win, and if there's a pre-existing audience for something, then that's going to be what they'll choose. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, you know, it's like a film like Inception. I loved Inception because it was. First of all, it's one of the greatest films ever written. Mm-hmm. like I will never be a screenwriter because I didn't write inception, therefore I'm <laughs> not even going to bother because that is extraordinary yeah. uh it's so literally layered um and it's genius and it's not based on anything and I mm. think you know that that's one of my favorite films I think of the last uh of the last two decades
0: yeah, I think it's there are certain pockets of people within industries, whether it be film music so on and so forth, who you can see being the bastions of popular new ip nolan Mm. with inception but Mm. then also memento
3: and um oh Oh, interstellar you name it all the stuff (coughs) he's done
0: interstellar is an incredible film
3: yes and i got pillory for giving it five stars so if you didn't like that fuck you (laughs) just saying
0: yeah uh so no scooby no no No. scooby still on that well now that that we've had a whole discussion about we should have new ips and things i feel a bit silly bringing up let's reboot this whole thing just for the (laughs) the fun of a podcast (laughs) but so no, we, we, no, no, we, count we, go on press on. The we've double fresh down. prince of Bel Air. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so,
2: you really think that would be? We could do that. What could Jaden do that? You think? Who is it? Jaden Smith. Jaden Smith. Nah, no, yeah.
0: I don't know that he could carry it in the same way that Will Smith no. did. Not a chance. <laughs> <laughs>
2: not a chance.
0: I don't dislike him, but he's not. He's not the same. He's not the fresh prince. No. <laughs> no. Would you? Would you reboot that then? <sighs> I mean, how much would a cab not. cost?
2: What's from, that? How much would a cab cost from Philly to LA? I can't. <laughs> you know, a you, lot. Th- you think about that yeah. as a thing. A lot. It's taken him a long time to get there, and how much would it cost to go yeah, to It's grab Not a, cab? a practical way of. No, it's better way to get. You'd have there. been in that cab for days. Yeah, oh, yeah. Just forever. Just
3: going through. Mid-America, but, but but the thing with all of this, like sometimes when people reboot something that's shit and make it good, you know what? Fair play to you, you've <coughs> taken something that's bad and you made mm-hmm. it good. Mm-hmm. But I think if you're going to reboot something, change it, do something different with it. And mm-hmm. like Zack Snyder, who is a director I don't normally have an awful lot of time for, though I do enjoy it 300 quite a lot. Um, his Dawn of the Dead remake I thought was fantastic because so Dawn of the Dead is a fantastic film. Mm-hmm. But his Dawn of the Dead did not try to do the same thing. No. It did something very different, and it was excellent for different reasons in its own way. And I'm like, yes, that works. Yeah. In the same way, what Cameron did always comes back to Cameron for me uh, with Aliens he took Alien one of the greatest horror films ever and he turned it into a platoon movie he didn't yeah. try to repeat it he and I spoke to him about sequels and he talked about this he says what you want to do is you want to give them enough of what they love so that it feels familiar but you want to give them something completely different so it doesn't feel repetitive and that's what Aliens is it gives them, what's, it gives them the familiar but takes it to a whole new level and changes it mm-hmm. uh, Terminator 2 does the same thing versus Terminator? It's a completely different genre of movie, mm-hmm. uh, and I think that's when things work. So if you're going to do something like that, change it, tweak it, make it something new. Yeah. But I think trying to retread ground, especially when it's ground that has already, you know, like Poltergeist, when they remade it's like, why would you remake Poltergeist? No good comes of this. No, none.
2: No, you only move the headstones. That's all you've done. That's all you've done. You only moved <laughs> the <laughs> headstones. <laughs> uh, yes, exactly. You, you, you that. can't. You can't beat the first one. The second, the second one's pretty good But that remake I actually went no i got Evil Dead It's the same Again mm. going through horror Why no do point. it Why bother remaking Evil Dead Ash versus Evil Dead Fantastic <laughs> New Evil Dead film mm, No yeah. I didn't like that at Exactly all. that, that. There's, just, there's just no one It's in. really good it's, like, it's not though Is it mm. <laughs> Not really Horror seems like
0: Mostly rife For repeats Yeah Bob Zombie well. just ruins everything Frankly <laughs> <laughs> it's just like, that well, Bob Zombie true. remake
2: Yeah I'm going to leave that one then. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to touch that at all
0: but like we've seen a a huge amount of them in the last few years with like I can't think of the most respected horror reboot I think like the one that jumps to my mind would be the Blair Witch Project maybe I'm sorry
3: when did that get respect although having said that no I will be the first so we came out of the Empire screening of that and I hated it and no one else did and I couldn't understand why Uh, I was just like this is not a good film and they they seem to enjoy it so maybe I'm in the minority I don't know that it's respected like the Blair Witch Project was an interesting exciting fresh Mm. film the found footage thing it's been done to death since but at that point in time which was was it 1999 I think uh, that was an it was an exceptional film Mm. Um, but like the sequel I just thought again the format hadn't aged well it just felt tired it's been done so many times since then Mm. it wasn't very scary it was just like yeah whatever not a fan respected horror <laughs> remakes now the problem you have here is my memory is terrible so I can't think of
1: any
0: yeah I, I can't think of any either the Blair Witch was the only one I could really think of that had that gained some respect rather than just being yeah
1: I mean the most reason Halloween's
3: not bad oh um, yeah it's not spectacular but it's not uh, it's not bad at all
0: yeah I yeah that's
2: a good not line. on name Street what did you do that mm, for why? Why, why did you bother it's doing not Robert that for? England. no it's, it's <laughs> awful why? Predator yeah. Predator Predators, uh, predators, Or the predators. predator. Yeah. Uh, predator one's good, predator two's good. No, 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 no. <laughs> Predator One
3: is a masterpiece. Predator Two is m- fueled primarily by cocaine. <laughs> <Yeah>. uh, and <laughs> on, on screen it. and off. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I, I no, absolutely not. There's only been one good Predator film. The Predator, I thought, had potential. I was on set of that film, and I wrote our coverage of it. And Shane Black is an excellent writer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and 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 I thought that that was going to be really good. It was a bit disappointing, sadly.
2: Do you think that was him, or do you think that was again not being sort of too? Um, Interference by other people. Uh, I
3: believe that. there were a number of factors involved yes. in that. <laughs> I mean, they did reshoot the entire third act. Um, but I think, I, yeah, it, it, it was. It was. I understand why he did it, and I think his motivations were right. And like I say, he's a he's an excellent filmmaker. But um, yeah, it was uh, disappointing. Mm.
0: It's a shame. So, what you should take away from this podcast, effectively, mm. is that you should not reboot things. You should do new things, and then you should maybe think about stealing them so that you can own them properly sure why not (laughs) yeah excellent well thank you very much for joining us if you enjoyed this please feel free to jump on and subscribe to the show so that you don't miss anything that we post it comes out every week on friday by 12 this one may well be a bit late uh, as we're recording it on the day that james is here so editing and all that jazz sorry uh, but yeah if you like the show and want to be on it feel free to get in touch with us you can grab me or rob we are on all the social medias on which this podcast posts we are not, we are on email i'm cameronmcculloch keeble sorry at bcu.ac.uk rob is Robert.mclaughlin at bcu.ac.uk and we're always welcome in these corridors. Ooh, Thanks very much. And Taya
2: House is here. Sorry? And somebody else you can grab. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. Luke, yeah Luke's you can here. Luke. Yeah. yeah, you can grab Luke. You can, you can grab Luke if you me. want to. I don't it. mind. He's lonely. Yeah. yeah. He's grabbable. It's fine. It's okay.
0: Cool. Thanks very okay. much. <laughs> 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 See you next week, I guess. We're in the end bit.